This is your host Chukudi, and you're listening to the Other Experts podcast. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Other Experts podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, today we have Dion Akitoye. Um, Dion. Okay. Uh, for starters, I'm I'm an IT consultant. Uh, I came to Malaysia with um, with a team to to set up a reservation center. Okay. And um, after setting up um, the reservation center, I moved on to greener pastures and my passion. And my passion is IT. So. I do uh, technical consultancy and I also do IT sales and it's been a great um, it's been a great time uh, throughout my uh, experience here and um, I just appreciate the knowledge I have amassed throughout the years and the lives I've been able to you know influence from my uh, my point of view so what what's your experience been like here okay great uh we'll start with uh, the bad ones <laughs> i know everyone likes to start with the good ones but i'll start with the bad ones well um malaysia is a, is a country that i um i hold dear to my heart because it's kind of like my second home now i've been here for what eight years and um the people are kind of nice it's, it's mixed i wouldn't say everyone is nice but you know we've got some people that are just uh, stereotypical of the regular black man so um i've had some really messy experiences but it's these are things that actually mold me and shape me into who i am to not judge everyone by their character or judge a whole nation by the action of <laughs> yeah. a few yeah true you so i wouldn't like to, i wouldn't go into details but those bad experiences had to do with my skin color mm. so yeah i like to leave it that way <laughs> And yeah. the good ones, um, the good ones is Kuala Lumpur, for starters, is it's a place that has one of the best infusion of of culture mm. and experts from all around the world. I mean, yeah, not true. just experts, even travelers. So yeah. you have different kinds of people. You're in KL and you feel like you're in New York. Yeah, because <laughs> you've got you've got a very rich mix mm. of different ethnicities, beliefs. And, and religion and what have you so that has made me connect that has made me appreciate humanity more mm-hmm. that has made me learn more about certain things in Asia that I thought I knew because before I came down to Asia the first uh, thought in my head when I see an Asian is they're Chinese yeah and I'm sure <laughs> a lot of people yeah a lot of people think that as, think well, that yeah, as yeah. well but now I can categorically tell you when I see a Chinese man, I know the difference from a Chinese, a Vietnamese, yeah. a Singaporean, a Malaysian, a Japanese, yeah. a Cambodian, a Thai person. <laughs> I can distinctively tell you the difference, not just because I've traveled to all these countries, but because I have learned their cultures and mannerisms and, and you know what they do and what they don't. So it, KL for me or Malaysia for me as a whole has, has been uh, somewhat a blessing and also it has molded me in my career and also how I treat people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you you mentioned it's your second home. It's Home is kind of a running theme we're going to be using this month. Yeah. Like what is where or what is home to you? Great, great. Um, I'm Nigerian <laughs> by blood. 
and um, um, royalty is not something I like to share with the world, but well, it, it came out after the demise of my father. Yeah, so you just lost your dad that yeah, recently. Yeah, Sorry about that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm in a healing phase now. He's been gone a month and two weeks now. So, um, yeah, I'm getting better and just trying to move on with life, which is what one of the things he would like me to, to do with my life right now. So I'm, I'm Nigerian. Unapologetically African, <laughs> you know. I like to portray Africa wherever I go, where the prints, you know, portray the culture and just make people know that yes, um, we have, we still have poverty in Africa, but Africa is also rich. Yeah, Africa is rich in so many other things and resources. And if all those resources are put to good use, I mean, look what they did with South Africa. Yeah, true. You know. And places like Morocco and even Egypt. So um, we were developing, and uh, we wouldn't consider ourselves or some some parts of Africa as as you know as developing countries. Mm-hmm. But we will get there sure. soon enough. Mm-hmm. And um, Nigeria will always be there to my heart. Nigeria is where my heart is. Nigeria is home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you feel kind of grounded here. Um, at least when you're here, you've been here for so long. Yeah. How do you stay connected to home even when you're not at home? Very good, very, very good question. Um, um, well, I try in my own uh, little way to um, reach out to my family members, um, say once a week, sometimes it's um, twice a week, especially in times like this where I need to actually reach out to my mom because I'm, I'm the only son she's got. And um, I try to follow up with um, the news mm. around our communities. Yeah. And I'm also currently actively um, coming up with ideas that because I'm someone that I don't just come out of the state of Lagos. Mm. I'm passionate about Lagos State, Nigeria. Mm. And the things that I already have in the works to uplift my community right. let's reach out to kids that are un- underprivileged malnourished mm-hmm. and do not have the basic needs to to uh, afford an education so these are things that i've been working on for quite some time now okay. it might not be full-fledged but it's something that deep down in my heart and it's it's, it's in the works as well i have uh, connects i have my my cousins that are locking down certain um, projects for me back home so mm-hmm. i i I think I keep in touch more than the regular person <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, what's what's something you you mentioned um, since you've been since you've been um, in Malaysia? Now yeah. you at least know that when you you hear Asian, it's not just the Chinese. Yeah. Um, what is something you've learned? What's something else you've you've learned since becoming an expert here um, in Malaysia? Okay. Um, one very good thing is to not be quick to uh, judge people by their actions. Right? Um, this, I learned the hard way and I learned the good way. I like to use those two words. But um, evidently, what I'm trying to say is um, people don't just act, or people don't just, uh, humans don't just act out. There are certain things that make makes a human being tick. There are certain things that make a human being latch out the certain things that make a human um, act the way they act whether good or bad so I tend to take my time to investigate now yeah. investigate more and understand the reason behind every action put myself in the scenario 
and see how I will handle it. So being in Asia, uh, aside from learning their culture, eating their food, trying new stuff, <laughs> traveling. There's a lot of the food, so yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. And traveling around <laughs> Southeast Asia is just the most amazing thing. It's it's kind of hard for some people. They mm. think it's hard because they've not inquired about it. Like yeah. I said, if you don't investigate, you wouldn't know that certain things are available to yeah, you. True. So um, I've, I've done the research. I've, I've, I've done the traveling. Mm-hmm. I've been to... I always go to maximum four countries in a in a year. All right. Minimum three countries in a year, and no joke. On my birthday, every birthday, I'm out of the country, <laughs> except for this one. This one is next week, and it's because I'm in morning mode. I'm not really, you know, like I'm kind of drained right now. So I'm yeah. just, I just rather go to an island than go out of Malaysia. So right. yeah, for real, I have, you know, the countries that I've been to, I've lived there for some for quite some time not just travel for the sake of it or for instagram photos Mm -hmm. you know i've lived there and learned about their culture you know their food um how they treat people what made them who they are as a people yeah yeah for example how as sweet as the cambodians are as really nice as they are they've been through one of the worst genocides in human history true true and for them to still have that forgiving heart Mm -hmm. And you know that heart of humanity to treat a human being like their brother mm. is really amazing. So these are the little things that little pointers that makes me you know, appreciate the fact that I came out here. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like the point, um, how what Cambodians have gone through. Like mm. I honestly haven't thought about it that way. Like yeah, if, despite everything they've gone through, they are yeah. still really really nice people. Yeah, they are. Um, of all the places you've you've been to, what's your what would you say is your favorite so far? Wow! That you always keep going back to, no matter what. Wow! <laughs> exactly. If I'm going to go with uh, beauty, mm-hmm. I will say Maldives. Okay. Because right now, in my head, there's no bitch on earth. Mm-hmm. Beach, as in B E A C H. Don't get that confused, guys. All right. <laughs> Beach and earth that will give me that satisfaction right. as much as the Maldives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people say Bora Bora is nice, mm-hmm. and um, uh, this place, this other place in Africa, this island, uh, Zanzibar. I've yeah. been to Zanzibar. Right. I've seen the water, turquoise blue water is clear, and all that. But the Maldives is just this aura, it's just this oomph about the Maldives. And mm-hmm. the Maldivian people, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say they're nicer than the Cambodians, but <laughs> they also they also have this great nice heart just like Canadians how they walk on you right. you know warm up to you and all that but their country is just beautiful yeah. it's God's blessing to mother us yeah. so I'll, as in, in terms of beauty I'll put Maldives as number one in terms of beauty but in terms of where my heart really got taken was places like the killing fields in, in Cambodia yeah. and it's so fresh even though I was there two years ago it's still fresh in my memory because it's it just brought me to my knees. I I was shedding tears inside of me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it, it's some place that I really want to go again. I, I did all the temple tours. I went to uh, Angkor Wat, Angkor Thom, uh, Bayon. I went to about seven or eight temples within within 24 hours, and it's so like for 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 more than 12,000 slaves to build those things by hand yeah it takes a lot yeah true so I'm, I'm like standing there in awe of this massive 
worship center because it's regarded as the largest worship center yeah. in the world yeah. currently mm-hmm. by mass and building and, and whatever. And I'm speaking of Angkor Wat here. Mm-hmm. So in terms of connectivity and how 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 close the experience was to my heart, I would take Cambodia. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Thailand is fun. It's, it's a mad place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to go to Thailand again. Every, ch- every chance I, I've been to Thailand twice, I like to go again. Singapore is, Singapore is neat, very mm. clean. But in terms of connecting to my heart, I would say Cambodia. No way. Yeah. Vietnam is also good. Laos is one of the most underrated countries in this yeah. life. <laughs> but they have beautiful nature. They have beauty in nature. Okay. There are places, um, there's a place called Vang Vieng, Luang Prabang, there's a blue lagoon somewhere in Vang Vieng, which is really amazing. You have this really warm, warm and cold water in the same place. Whoa. It's really clear, crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like a pool actually, but it's, <laughs> it's modern, created by modern nature. So yeah, they're, they're also beautiful, all these places, but then, um, Still by beauty, I would say Maldives number one. By connection, I would say uh, uh, Cambodia for me. So, okay. Yeah. There's this thing we've been discussing for a while, the Nigerian passport, and how much it restricts travel for Nigerians, Africans, even the African passport yeah. is mostly not that powerful. Yeah. What do you think about that? Though? Very, very good. I was waiting for this question, actually. <laughs> I like this part. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, we have a minority that actually brings um, shame and reproach to our, you know, citizenship, you yeah. know, our nationality. But that doesn't, you know, doesn't make us who we are. Yeah. Right. The fact that we've got two percent of uh, of a population of, you know, say five percent of the population that that are actually doing things that, I mean, in, in every race, you have good and bad. Right? Yeah. So you wouldn't use that 5% to judge the rest of, uh, we, we're pushing on 200 million. Yeah. So you wouldn't say oh, all 200 million Nigerians are evil. No, it's just your experience with the minority. Yeah, I, I think in this case though, that 5% is causing like 80% of, is creating like 80% of all the news that everyone hears about Nigeria. I agree with you 1,000%. Yeah. 1,000% I agree yeah. with you. But like I said earlier, um, I usually try not to judge people for what they do. Yeah. I try to see the good in everyone and try to see, uh, you know, tell them off when I feel that you know, things are things are things are not are not right. You know, things things do not honor humanity and stuff. But then eventually, you, you back to our past, back to the passport we're talking about, right? It's um, it has to do with sometimes bilateral trade between countries, mm-hmm. right? And even if if those bilateral trade between between countries are being honored, and then you have um, certain people that commit offenses, maybe drugs or whatever, whatever kind of offense in those countries. Yes, we will be relieved of our rights, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's really tough. We we get to pay the price for for the five percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so yeah, you say the, the, we can say the Nigerian passport is not as powerful, mm-hmm. but. We also have the Syrian passport, which is like even worse. Yeah, true. You know, there's the Iranian passport that is also <laughs> worse. So we, we we should just be you know thankful that 
at least we we can even still go to neighboring countries yeah, or you can apply to to the u.s it's just that you will bring documentation and it takes a lot of um hard work and research to bring out all those documentation i agree but at least you still have the chance to do that yeah true some people <laughs> don't have the chance yeah to do that's that. quite so, true <laughs> so, so yeah i would say um the whole passport issue has to do with some individuals yeah. understanding the problem right? and then um, finding out ways to solve the problem and also making sure that these types of problems do not arise again that's why when there's a terrorist attack in the US they investigate they work on it and you find out that it doesn't happen a second time it's it's very rare Mm-hmm. It's very rare. So it's it's our responsibility as uh, you know experts or whatever we're called these days <laughs> to change the narrative by <laughs> explaining these things to aspiring people that still want to leave the shores of our beloved country and come to places like Malaysia or go to Europe. If you you know obey the rules, you keep your head down and and do what you have to do, you know without hurting another person, then. The sky is just going to be your footstool. It's not even going to be the limit. Yeah, so. yeah true. Um, this you initially you you mentioned that you you had to go f- to find that greener pastures, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's this there's this um we argued about this for a bit also. Like I'm I'm somehow bringing all the past arguments no apart <laughs> into this. No um, but it's it's something that I think. I have thought about for a while and okay. I somehow don't agree that um, greener pastures and um, opportunities are exactly different like yeah. um, most people go out of their countries experts go out of their countries for most times greener pastures yeah. or opportunities yeah. um, uh, but what do you think about that like okay um, in my opinion, I like to say that, okay, you can be going for greener pastures, mm. but you need to find out that which makes you tick, mm. that which is customized to only you, because I believe every human has not just talents, mm. but we have certain qualities to us that can make us millions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very hard for some people that I, that my dad will com- consider as small-minded, mm. because they don't, they they're so configured into one specific cycle of life that they do not want to, you know, go out of a, a certain format of living or a certain routine. Mm. Like you throughout my life, I've been hearing think outside the box, think outside the box. I don't. I don't care about it anymore <laughs> at this point in time. I care about uh, what the hell is the box? There's no box. <laughs> Think like there's no box. <laughs> I mean, who created the box? Mm. You understand? So if you, even if you think outside the box, then that means you're, you're limiting yourself to mm. outside the box. Just outside the box. You yeah. understand yeah. what I mean? So like, I, I try to like open, be open and just open my brain and just try to like tap into something that feeds my soul deep down. So if it's not talent, there will be some certain qualities that um, if you're, um, should I use lucky? If you're privileged enough right. to find out, you'll find out at an early stage of your life and then you can make millions out of it. For example, I'll use myself. Um, 
mom used to tell me this a long time ago say uh, when while I was when I was a kid before I got shipped shipped off to the army because I was really stubborn oh you were in the army that's another okay that's for another time that's for another period yeah, right. so I've been in the army for 15 years so yeah you might oh, okay. you can know how old I am now oh <laughs> anyway that's that's the story for another time right. we'll do that after man. anyway so yeah um, she used to tell me she's like when I was a kid that I had a flock of other kids following me yeah. and that already gave her a sign because why I could take this mic and convince someone that doesn't want this mic to buy this mic <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dude this coffee is going to it's going to heal you of your dengue and you believe me <laughs> mommy told me that a very long time ago and I never I never ever thought in a million years that I would ever be in the position that I am right now because what I do right now has to do with not just consultancies, I speak to CFOs, CEOs, business owners, like huge companies, the Apples of this world, the Colgates of this world, uh, the HPs, they are customers on our network. So um, someone that you know is running a billion dollar company is not going to want to speak to someone like me. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Yeah. But the, the product knowledge and that yearning urge to make extra money that is not my basic because if, if I'm living by my basic it will be enough for just me but in life I have other things going on for me and I want to do something for myself on the side as well you understand so if I didn't tap into these qualities that I had in me I wouldn't be making a sale and making a sale means what making extra cash on my what yeah. on my basic mm. yeah so i found that out a long time ago and my cousin my cousin is very good in in, in soccer he never got a good management right. and I, I have this other friend who's a good manager but never got the opportunity to become a manager okay <laughs> you understand what i mean so it's opportunity time and placement and yeah. also you having that you know or you being privileged to find out early enough what you can use to make money. Yeah. Because trust me, those deals that come on the side that are not my basic yeah. are the ones that I'm using to fuel my project <laughs> in Africa. Alright. Yeah. Right. People see me they don't I'm just there, I'm just minding my business. But I've got a lot going on which when my food that I'm cooking is finally done. That's when you're like, oh, this guy, I know this guy, I know this guy. <laughs> Overnight success, work- that took yes. 10 years to happen. That took yeah. 10 years to happen. I've been working my ass off. I've been through the fire. So, yeah, yeah it's, everyone has that quality. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, it also takes this undying self-love and, you know, this strife or this belief in yourself that you, you will make something of yourself and you become successful at it yeah. and work is not just going to be work anymore it will be fun yeah. and if you have if you find yourself in that situation you've made it big because you will <laughs> never be stressed in life ever because you're doing what what you love to do <laughs> yeah. yeah that's my take <laughs> <laughs> oh that's really good though <laughs> um is is um for expats um in the country in malaysia or for other experts who want to come here um, even students who are currently here, yeah. uh, what advice would you have for them uh, as an expert? Okay. You, uh, plus, you've been in Korea yeah. and, and you're yeah. here now. Yeah. So, good question. Um, students all the way back home, I mean, 
Nigeria is um, Nigeria has got one of the um, most um, volatile economies in the world. Mm. So yes, there are risks. I agree there are risks, but then if you can make it in Nigeria, you can make it anywhere in, the <laughs> world, in this life. Yeah. So um, like I said, if you are privileged enough to find out those gifts that you have or those qualities you have and you're also in the right location at the right time you bloom like a flower but then if it's not happening for you in the shores of your country and you feel that by you leaving the shores of your country is going to give you what a cross-border experience and also make you appreciate that there are other people existing on earth and also make you understand how other businesses work outside the shores of your country then absolutely go for it but my advice is to people is be sure that's what you want to do because it's what happened uh, good for me positive for me it's not going to be the same experience you will be having mm-hmm, yeah, even if it's positive mm-hmm. you understand yeah, it, it might be positive positive but huge positive for you less positive for <laughs> yeah. me, or vice versa yeah and it, it might even be worse it might yeah. be negative for mm-hmm. you because we are different that dif- we, we handle things differently so it, it depends on that on the person and what they want to do in life but if your business or what your overall end game goal if it has to do with that cross-border experience or having to this there's this term we use back in, in college called informal uh, benchmarking i think yeah. you know what it is like you you go to kfc for example no not kfc i think mcdonald's no i'm not a fan but i think they have the best uh, fries and uh, that that is debatable but yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's debatable yeah i think i think yeah. they have amongst the, the the fast food chain so yeah. if you go there and and you know just put them on review you can like it's something you can apply to do mm. and you're just studying how they do their business you know and not just their recipe but how they're serving the, the customer address yeah. system how yeah. it works and everything and then you kind of tweak it you make it your own that's called informal benchmarking so Mm -hmm. if mcdonald's is not in your country and you are required to travel out of your country because you want to learn and study about mcdonald's in the us in the uk then absolutely go for it but if your business or if your your research or whatever you want to do is within the confines of your country there is no place like home yeah <laughs> in right. life there's no place like home right. yes i would like to raise my kids you know somewhere else which is what i'm going after eventually <laughs> but once those kids are smart enough we're going back to motherland. <laughs> like, this is where i was born this is where you are from. okay <laughs> do not let this you know get out of your life in the future you yeah. know so I, we, that heritage has to move on continue it has to continue so evidently traveling abroad is not for everyone but it's also good for everyone yeah, if you know what I mean so we, we have to like uh, learn outside you know the confines of you know, where, where we live and also use that to promote our businesses expand our knowledge and become better human beings, treat people better. Even. So.
yeah i if if i get what you're saying correctly like it's it's also it's also better like it will be more effective if people before they go outside at least they understand themselves first yes. and they know what they are going to gain yes. from being outside yes. right? okay. definitely yes uh, um you have anything else you want to add um, um at this point i think uh, for for starters um i just like to say Hey, whatever anyone out there listening to the sound of my voice and your voice whatever you want to do in life and you haven't gotten there yet right provided that you can put your right arm above your chest and your heart is beating and you can feel that that's hope right. some people are six feet under they don't have that opportunity anymore you still have an opportunity to rewrite your future. So you out there listening to us, chasing dreams, wherever they might be, keep at it, keep at it, keep grinding, keep pushing, trust the process. Something will happen. Well, that's definitely. That is really strong, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's a strong message right there. (laughs) All right, on, on that note, I'm going to end this episode of the Other Experts podcast. Um, thank you very much, Dion, for thank coming. Thank you again. for having me. Thank well, for having thanks, me. guys, for listening. Yeah. Um, see you on the next one. <laughs> Ciao, guys. The Other Experts podcast sound design is by Big Mean Sound Machine, and the intro was created by The Small Room Production. Subscribe to the Other Experts podcast on all the major podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Overcasts, Pocket Casts, and Anchor, and sign up for our monthly newsletters on otherexperts.com forward slash subscribe. You can also connect with us on all the major social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and you may also send us an email via hello at theotherexperts.com. Mm-hmm.